0: You're listening to Oh
1: Yoshi Did it.
0: Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi Why
1: don't you ever All be sad?
0: Okay, thanks for listening to the new episode of Yoshi Den. I am in Alakumar, Netherlands, and it's one of those four places I consider home. And uh, it's great to be back. And this particular episode is sponsored by Midnight Ice Cream. If you're looking for quality skateboard and skateboarding clothing line, please check out Midnight Ice Cream in Seattle, Washington. And this episode is dedicated to Miss Kathy Buck, the owner of Camino Cinema in St. Helena, California, Napa Valley. She just won. St. Helena Citizen of the Year, and congratulations, Kathy. And I just want everybody to know to uh, please visit her Cameo Cinema Theater because it's the oldest single-screen movie theater in Northern California. And in fact, it's the oldest one in the country. And you have a premier director such as Robert Redford and uh, Francis Ford Coppola premiering their movies in the beautiful Napa Valley. So please check out Cameo Cinema in Napa Valley. And congratulations, Kathy, and hope to see you soon. So today, uh, like I said, I'm in Mar I, I love this, this uh, little town north of uh, Netherlands. And um, Tony, I apologize. I, I know uh, as an American, I don't, I, I'm not pronouncing your name correctly, but would you mind telling your full name?
2: Yeah, my name is uh, Toen Bakker. Toen being my first name and it's a typical Dutch name.
0: And I guess because you get tired of um, trying to explain to English speakers, you just made it easy for everyone to say Tony. That's it. Yeah. So Please do call me Tony. And I, I really appreciate this because, you know, you don't really know me and I just talked to you for a few minutes a couple of days ago and I realized you, you, you have a lot of interesting things to say about travel. And um, I, I'm, I'm like Rick Steves. I'm a big fan of uh, budget travel. And I think it's important, especially for Americans to travel overseas mm-hmm. because uh, whether the rest of the world like it or not, when we make decisions, it affects the whole world. Mm-hmm. So to make a better decision and, and uh, be more informed it's really important for Americans to travel overseas. And I, I think people like you, because you make travels so much more pleasant, easy for us. And here's a couple of the stereotype people have youth hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they watch the horrible horror flick, <laughs> the hostels. That's not what it is like. I like youth hustle for a couple of things. Uh, first of all, it's a misnomer. It's a youth hustle, but I'm a 44 year old man. I can stay here. It's not a problem. Age is not a restriction. But what I like, it's for two reasons. One, um, it's, it's uh, inexpensive compared to uh, regular hotels, but to the people that you ended up meeting, this is other fellow travelers from all over the world, exchange of ideas, and we have a very uh, wonderful conversation. So um, I'm staying at the place your work, uh, I, I believe you're assistant manager, King Singh, yeah, yeah. Uh, at Alakma, and thank God, this is the first youth hostel. And uh, I'm really happy about this because I think a lot of people, when they think about Netherlands, they go places like uh, obviously amsterdam is so probably the number one choice mm-hmm. and den Haag and uh, other um what's other places uh, and mm-hmm. other interesting places i think uh, isn't it is it 12 provinces in netherlands uh, yeah i think it's 11 actually.
2: It's, i think yeah. it's 11 12, yep.
0: 11 yep. and then and, and um this is actually northern holland province is that the uh
2: it's it's, it's the northwest of holland no okay because there's some provinces were even more northern than, than this one but this is uh the northern province
0: and i think the northern part of netherlands can neglect it and i feel um alec mars like the gateway to the northern part of the netherlands yeah totally true and this is a very important cultural center and also if you're a big fan of cheese it's 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 Delicious and the city is wonderful because it reminds me like uh, Venice of the northern Europe It's many canals little cobblestone town and uh, it's, it's it's really nice up here mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have the craziness a busy life of Amsterdam so um, It's almost like a little Amsterdam, but yeah. without the craziness. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I really like it up here and um, King's just opened uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, we opened two months ago on the 8th of October and it, it, it's I mean it's not good for you guys but mm-hmm. I, i'm I'm renting this room supposedly for one two three four five six seven eight people. I'm mm-hmm. the only one staying yeah basically sure. I'm saying paying twenty euro for this one gigantic room for over <laughs> the, the weekend and it, it was a really good deal and uh, I highly highly recommend if you're coming to visit northern part of um, Netherlands come to Alkmaar um, and um, come to King's what what's the website for um it's uh King's uh what is it stride? Like K I uh, so King uh, uh hyphen in I-N-N. I-N-N. Dot com. Yeah. So King's hyphen in dot com. Yeah, so that's if it. you're if you're thinking of a business up here, um, please check out King's Inn. So Tony, um, you, you, you told me a couple of things about you. Really interesting. So a lot since two thousand you've been traveling a lot. Yeah,
1: that's
0: it. Yeah. And um, and you work with youth hostels, so can you explain what's it like to work for? I think you work one in uh, Australia, Netherlands, and what was the other place? Um, uh,
2: Netherlands, Australia—that's uh, about it. Like I've, I've seen a lot of youth hostels. I see. Uh, but those are the ones that I actually worked in. Oh, actually, one in London as well. Yeah, it's connected to the one I worked at in Amsterdam, but I worked in one in London. As
0: well. I see. Yeah. So, well, so let's let's talk about the. Um, you're working in. So, what's it like to work at youth hostel every day? Because you're you're watching people having good time. They're visiting yep. while you're yep. working. But what was your experience working for youth hostel? Well,
2: well, well, the whole reason I wanted to work in youth hostels is because I, I visited so many of them as a backpacker while traveling, uh, and I, I I found that working in a hostel is as close as close as it gets to actually traveling without the traveling. So you're making money uh, while well, having a job, but at the meantime, in the same time, you're having a, a great time with people who are doing just what you did a couple of years ago or a couple of months ago, so you can exchange stories and, and, and tell them about your country, get them excited about your country. So it's, uh, it's the next best, best thing to actually traveling.
0: And you kind of like exchange ideas like how to travel better or bet, from you know, people from traveling from all over the world. And you obviously, like you were saying, you give them tips. like. Oh, if you're visiting Netherlands, you come to Alk- Alkmaar, mm-hmm. or um, some of the tips and how to prepare for each country. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So is there a major difference in the youth hostels if you work one in country, or are they pretty much the same, or is there a little difference? Uh, with that? I,
2: I think there's a, a big difference in, in, in youth hostels. Uh, most of them offer, offer budget accommodation in mm-hmm. shared dormitories, but that's about all they all have in common. Uh, the one hostel that I worked in is, is the Flying Pig in, in, in Amsterdam. Very famous. And there's like a couple of them, right? There's two of them actually. Okay. And they, they're one of the, the best hostels ever. And I'm, I'm so happy that I worked there and, and got to stay there because it's, it's, it's been like the four best years of my life as, as, as an employee. Uh, and they do a lot of things right. Um, and I, th- that's not true for all youth hostels. Like, I think a lot of them lack the whole basic idea of uh, that people can socialize and need to interact in youth hostels uh, and The Flying Pig does that very well and it's something that I'm, I'm trying to make happen over here as well once we get a little bit more busy.
0: I, I, I heard that like it, it's, it's a fun place to go. Yeah. It's, it's not um, um, uptight about things. But, but tell me like, okay, you don't have to name names, but mm-hmm. w- when there's hostels that are not doing very well, mm-hmm. what are they doing so wrong?
2: Uh, well, first of all, they, uh, the staff that works there is, is often not experienced in traveling themselves, which I think is very important that you can identify with the guests that come and visit your hostel. But, but,
0: I mean, I, I don't want to make it too obvious, but that seems like it's like having a mechanic car shop. Yeah. And you have people there have no interest in car and never worked on it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what, why? Why? Do, why don't they do the common sense, then, and then? I have no idea why, but yeah, that that's.
2: I guess I guess the same applies to many businesses that that, that people decide to hire staff that are not completely fit for the job or cannot identify and, mm-hmm. and, and and don't enjoy their job as much. And if if the people enjoy their job, which was in really the case in the Flying Pig, I mean, everybody hang out after work, having drinks with the guests. I mean, it didn't feel like work, and and that shows off in in the feedback you get from customers that that they're just feeling like they're f- part of a family for a few days.
0: Right, and um, well, I'm, I'm a little stunned by that because mm-hmm. if you travel a lot, and if you work for youth hostel, you kind of know when you're a tra- tired traveler, mm-hmm. you know how to accommodate those people, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, usually if I go to youth hostel and they don't treat me well, I usually never go back. But That's it. uh, yeah, it's... Um, I see, but like when you work in Australia, uh, what, what was that like? Uh, w- were you in Sydney or?
2: No, I uh, I, I was in Sydney, but I did, didn't work there for a, for a hostel. I worked for a hostel in Byron Bay. It was a, a, sort of the same situation here it was a new hostel. It was a, a resort that was taken over by some guys in Sydney and I t- got to talk to them in a the hostel in Sydney and they invited me over and asked if I could run the place for just a couple of months while they were going away on holiday. Um,
0: Wait, at that point, you had some experience running Youth Hostel, right? A little bit, yeah, a little okay. bit,
2: but uh, for, from my time in South Africa, I, I managed to Youth Hostel there as well. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, that, if, while I'm talking in, in South Africa, I, uh, I was working in a restaurant and got sick up, uh, fed up with that. Uh, what they have over there is a little guide called the Coast to Coast, and it has all the hostels in South Africa there. So what I did, I took every email address in the Coast to Coast and sent sort of a bulk email to all the hostels. Listen, guys, this is who I am. This is what I can do. Anybody needs somebody, mm-hmm. give me a shout. And I got a couple of replies. So I could pick, and I think I picked the best one because I had an amazing time there. And when I got there, the owners told me, yeah, we're going away for a holiday, so um, you just have to f- have to figure things out. And the next day, they were gone. I was there by myself. So I re- literally wait, got wait, the wait, thrown wait, wait, into With no the training gear. at all in
0: South Africa? Yeah. Wait, wait, what was in which
2: city in South Africa? Uh, it's uh, It's known for its ostriches. It's on the garden route.
0: I see. Well, f- before I continue asking, mm-hmm. I, 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 explain this part. Like, you're European citizen. Yep. How do, you, how do you just get a work visa for, like, Australia? I was, f-
2: I was one of the first ones. Uh.
0: For
2: m- my first time abroad was, uh, or, or by myself as a backpacker for a longer time, was South African. And uh, I, I applied for a South African visa simply because I didn't want to go to Australia, because everybody was going to Australia and still is. South Africa was, was one of the, the, the first countries that we could get a work visa for, uh, but only six in a year.
1: You're talking
0: Europeans. Uh, no, D- Dutch citizens. Dutch so citizens.
2: I, I think it was easier for English citizens before, but Dutch citizens, it was, was impossible to get one.
0: But did a lot of Dutch went to Australia
2: as well? Oh yeah, they've been going to Australia for years. And I think pretty much every young person that you ask in the Netherlands, not all of them, but a lot of them have been to Australia or are making plans. Well, what's the connection?
0: I mean, because if you're, if you're one of the English-speaking Commonwealth countries like Canada, UK, New Zealand, mm-hmm. Australia, uh, not quite same countries, of course, mm-hmm. but they see the Queen as a symbolic figure. Yeah. So they're kind of nice to each other. Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of partnership between uh, no,
2: well, Dutch th- 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 and th- th- Australia? Th- there's more of a connection than, than, than you think. Like, uh, for starters, I think the Dutch discovered Australia. It wasn't the English. It was a Dutch. Is that right? Yeah, I think. Well, discovery is maybe a, a big word to use, but we sort of landed there and decided, ah, we don't want this, but we landed there first and founded the first town. Uh, and you can still see it in in, in Sydney and some of the names that are used in the, in Australia. The, yeah. They're Dutch names. Um, but but our connection is, is isn't 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 really the special like they have with with the UK, um, but. Yeah, I don't know how, how that came to be, like... It's
0: uh, it's it, it, it just news to me. I mean, South Africa, I understand, because yeah. Dutch used to occupy there. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is that word? B-O-E-R, boer? Boer, fa- yeah. Farmer, farmer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a like, boer fight in uh, South Africa. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, I remember... I don't know which war it was, but I know Winston Churchill had to run away from the Dutch, and he was hiding, and uh, he jumped mm-hmm. in a train and got out of there. But uh, uh, there's a lot of... Afrikaans... Basically, a combination of English and Dutch. And no,
2: it's uh, Afrikaans. is is based on Dutch. It's, it's It is it's, Dutch. It is Dutch. You you would almost call it Pygmy Dutch. It's they, they they've taken Dutch and simplified it to the bone. I see. And so it's it's it, we could understand Afrikaans if if you've got a well trained ear, but it's it's so oversimplified that and uses so many words that the Dutch language doesn't use anymore because the language evolved that you have to train it a little bit. But it, it's based on Dutch. Definitely.
0: So it's not quite the same like, let's say, when the French people speak to French speaking Canadians.
2: No, that would be French and French with an accent. The the language I speak in South Africa or Mm -hmm. at least the uh, the, the Dutch type language Mm -hmm. is is very different from Dutch. I've spoken to a lot of Belgians who say they find it easier to understand than Dutch people. So it's more closely linked to Belgian, I guess. Yeah, Is that right? Dutch. Yeah, because I mean, I have no trouble understanding Belgian people when they speak their Belgium Dutch, but they they use a lot of sort of old school words that the Dutch don't use anymore. And Belgium
0: call it uh, Flemish. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. their version of uh, the Dutch. Yeah. Huh. And, and and what's what's and there's big problem in Belgium with two different languages: the French. Yeah, the French part and the and the Belgian part. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to go back to Australia, but what you know, people people have image of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Things are better. Uh, sadly, uh, Nelson Mandela recently passed mm-hmm. away. But um, what what was your experience like living in South Africa?
2: It's my experience was was a very a very positive one because yes. I was there. I, I arrived there in 1999, so sort of on on the edge of the of the century. And your you parents just,
0: didn't worry? Did not worry about you?
2: No, not really. Wow. I I don't know why, but. Uh, I mean, I went through an organization that supplied my work visa and had an office there in Cape Town. So they they put me in a hostel there, and you get an introduction, and they help you get on your feet, so to speak, so that uh, they weren't worried about me,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, or, or maybe they were and they didn't tell me. But uh, no, I had a, I had a great time there, and I uh, at that time South Africa was still sort of in the in the big upcoming spirit of of, of not having apartheid anymore. Uh, and black people seeing that they suddenly have possibilities of an education of a career and everything
0: Was so, Mandela president then?
2: Uh, yeah, I think I think back then No, 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 Thabo Mbeki was pr- president oh, okay. so Mandela was not president anymore but okay. he was still, as he always has been a, a big public figure
0: I mean, let's be honest, he's borderline being god there Oh yeah, right? yeah. definitely, yeah So, w- w- out of all the places you could have gone why did you pick South Africa?
2: Well um well, love, I'm not, love I'm was involved I'm a little I'm bit. Not, I'm not attacking it. I'm just curious. no, no, no. It's uh, uh, I did have a South African girlfriend for like oh, a, tiny, a tiny amount of time here, which I kept in contact with. She wasn't the reason, like the number one reason, because we didn't have a relationship when I went to South Africa. Mm-hmm. But I did put sort of a seed in my mind, like oh, I would be cool to go there rather than Australia. So when I when it's I, different I, too, exactly, and also the con- having the connection with w- with our our history, the Dutch history. Um, yeah, I, I found it to be exciting to do to go to South Africa instead, plus the fact that it's a nice and warm country. It made a big difference for me.
0: So uh, how long did you stay there?
2: Uh, I overstayed my visa.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, a, what happened when you do that? Like, did they get mad when you well,
2: leave? I, well, I, did, I didn't actually overstay it. I, let's say I canceled my flight and didn't make use of my flight back. So when my visa ran out, I just hopped across the border to, uh, to Zimbabwe and just started traveling in the rest of Africa. So uh, in in the end I I think I stayed about a year and 3 months before I went back.
0: So um uh, I I know it's been a quite a long time mm-hmm. but um what did you think South Africa was like before you went there and and and, and what was your impression after you lo- uh, lived there for 13 months or whatever long?
2: I uh I had a really a re- really positive feeling about South Africa.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Simply because you could you, like I said before you could feel that uh people who didn't have a chance before
0: yeah yeah
2: sure people who didn't have a chance before because they were part of apartheid and were being oppressed suddenly felt that they that they uh, had a future and you could feel that you you could feel that vibe going on sure and that was a really positive thing
0: and because you know of course i'm 44 so Mm -hmm. i remember uh, reading a lot about apartheid and Mm -hmm. finally putting pressure in u.s government to do something about it Mm -hmm. But one thing that always struck me was the, the level of crime. I mean, was the crime pretty high? Or was it only Johannesburg and those big... No,
2: no. I, I have to admit, crime was pretty prevalent all around. Like, I haven't I haven't experienced it myself, but I've known a lot of people who were mugged, attacked, uh, beaten up, uh, s- stuff like that. Like, that, that, that definitely happened around you. I, uh, thank God, not to me, but uh, definitely, like...
0: Yeah. So what, what do you recommend uh, people uh, traveling to South Africa because I do highly recommend it because it's an important country so but yeah. but uh, what, what do you recommend them when if, if they're having, planning to go there ha-
2: having, having been there uh, about 13 years ago mm-hmm. like uh, obviously things will have changed but uh, from my memory Johannesburg I would skip at all costs Johannesburg had a feeling of of that you're at some point being mugged all the time that's the feeling you all the time. And that's dangerous, the you know, dangerous, like dangerous. I said, I, I haven't
0: been there, but that's the impression mm-hmm. um, I, I, I get and uh, I, I don't know if you recognize this. Um, my friend is friend with uh Word, the art the the rap group from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And when I was whenever I when I was <laughs> when I was listening to him, like I could tell like yeah, if, even if you're a white person, if you grew up in those uh, it's a ghetto places, mm-hmm. boy, it really toughen you up because mm-hmm. it's those uh, poor areas is really a really tough place to grow up, yeah. I, I, w- I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, you're not bad name, uh, bad mouth in Johannesburg, but nope. there's other places like Cape Town, is that what you exactly. say?
2: Yeah, like I've, I've lived in Cape Town for a while and th- that was just a really relaxed kind of place. Obviously, mm-hmm. it had its, its bad areas as well. But all in all, I found it a really friendly place, a happening place, a, a good place to to start as a basis for your South Africa trip. like you could you could choose to be in the, in, in the wealth of a Western country, and yes. you can choose to visit townships and see what what people less fortunate than you are doing or, or, or uh, how they worked and how they, how they are. And in Johannesburg, I just uh, I just really had, constantly had that feeling of danger. And that, that was not a pleasant feeling. So if you go Cape Town from, let's say, Johannesburg, you, you fly, right? No, I took the train. You take the train? Yeah, I took the train. It was cheap, and I thought it was an epic train journey, so I took the train.
0: And you didn't have any problem, obviously.
2: No, on the train I didn't, but I did on arrival in Johannesburg. And, uh, on arrival in Johannesburg, I had a friend uh, pick me up there. Yes. Um, and so I thought I had, I had to kill about an hour time at the train station, and oh, I boy. thought I'd go out and wander around. And I got stopped at the exit of the train station by a policeman, and he told me, "You're not going out. You won't survive." And Is that right? Yeah, I could not go out at the train station. And honestly, I, it probably made sense because when I got off the train, it was like a whole station full of of, of of dark-skinned people, black people, and here you are as a backpacker, obviously a tourist, yes. trying to make your way around the streets. And the train station was apparently not in a very good neighborhood, so that uh, was probably the right decision not to go out.
0: And I think that's pretty common most of the world, Central Station, most places, yep. right outside of it. Mm-hmm. It's not the most holiest of place, right? True. And I'm, yep. not, I'm not picking on South Africa. It's true in Japan. It's it's like that in every big city. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't really name any big... I, I guess the Stockholm Central Station wasn't that bad. I mm-hmm. mean, there's not a whole lot, but uh, I have to say Copenhagen. I, I have um, friends that work right outside of it and we do have a uh, drug issue. It's slightly seedy there as well, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, 13 months, South Africa, where, where else would you recommend, well, what do you recommend people to do if they have a week in South Africa? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you recommend? If they do? have
2: a week in South Africa, I would, I would advise to fly into Cape Town, um, enjoy the city for a day or two or three, and then take a car and drive along the Garden Route. The Garden Route is about six hours drive from, uh, from Cape Town, but it's a, a really nice stretch of coast. And it has a couple of really interesting towns connected to it, and all really close to each other. One of them is is the town that I worked in. I see. Uh, So it has all these ostriches, which is crazy to see. Expect a little town where people do nothing but cow farming, only with ostriches, that sort of thing. Everything is based around ostriches. I see. And another town close by is is famous for its whale spotting. Uh, Another, uh, you can do the bungee jump from the highest bridge in the world. It's all like within a stone's throw. And it's just a really beautiful part of South Africa. And I've
0: seen the pictures of uh, Cape Town. It's right, it is a beach right there. It's a spectacular It's view. a spectacular beautiful yeah.
2: beach, right? Like at the foot of Table Mountain. Yeah. Um,
0: what, what is that, that little country inside, inside of South Africa,
2: Lesotho? Uh, there's, there's two of them. There's Lesotho and Swaziland.
0: Uh, are they just province or is it actually a different country?
2: No, they're actually different countries. I, uh, I did not know. Do, how, do, how does that happen? i i don't know it I, I know that swaziland and and was a kingdom within south africa but i don't know how it how it got encircled by
0: south africa no idea but have you been to those places i've i've been to swaziland but not to lesotho Okay, it's what's that like? Is there any distinguishably difference between the rest of the South Africa? It was
2: uh, n- not not an amount of poverty or or, or 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 something like that. It was pretty similar, but in in the spirit of people, yes, big difference. You could you could tell that those people have not been oppressed or were affected by apartheid, and at least not directly. That that was a big difference. Is it, that right? Yeah, you could. Totally so there's tell. not
0: a, like a uh, racial tension between. i I'm, I'm assuming there's white people there.
2: Yeah but it it felt like white people have never been the oppressors there. They they just chose to live there, I guess. I see. So yeah, maybe maybe there's tension there, but yeah, it it, it it's always been the black people in control there, I guess. And it it felt like a free country, like 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 it should. But do, do they
0: have their own armies and things like that? I mean,
2: they probably do, but I don't know why they even bother. No, <laughs> to but think I about
0: it. I guess my question would have been like if I was living under apartheid and don't mm-hmm. like it. Why wouldn't I just walk across to an area that is?
2: Yeah, I see what you mean. Like uh, may- maybe the borders were closed all the time, uh, which essentially made Swaziland a closed country. I'm not entirely sure about that. i not too sure about the details. And they were never
0: influenced by the Dutch. The Dutch never occupied the area.
2: No, not that I, not that I know of. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, every time I used to see, look at the map, I'm like, what, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. It's, it's not like it's re- literally like surrounded it's just it's completely two, surrounded. literally like pebbles yeah. of a places in south africa but it's
2: really a tiny place as well like you know, i'm not even sure if it has an, an official airport it, it's that tiny
0: i see um so you're in south africa you didn't you didn't feel was there a lot of racial tensions when you were there or
1: mm,
2: yes and no I, I, different people that i spoke to had different opinions mm. uh, for example the, the the people that i stayed with in johannesburg were were very clearly from sort of the, the the pre-apartheid or the apartheid area, and when I told them I would uh, visit a township as part of just interesting, wanting it to see, uh, they thought I was completely crazy. Yes. Th- they would ask, "Why would you even want to go there? Why would you want to see those people? Like why?" But, thi- but these are
0: the white people born, and raised in exactly. South Africa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Born in,
2: yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, quite often, you know, my experience has been like when you go in town, in the states or whatever, or anywhere where um, the racial divide is usually white and black. Is it's usually when I go to the white side, they say like watch out for the uh, black town, and mm-hmm. when you go black town, they say white, watch out for white town. <laughs> and you go both places, I don't have any problems, you know. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know where the distrust started, but um, so um, obviously the black people that the, the, are talking with you. They probably sense like oh. You're, you're white, but not the white people from here. They could sense that right exactly. away. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, they can totally tell just by your accent already yes. that you're that you're that you're not born and raised in South Africa. You don't have the South African accent, so you're you're looked upon differently.
0: And and I uh, bet they don't see you as uh, someone with the same kind of um, prejudice, I guess. No,
2: and it, it that you can you can tell that instantly that that people who come as visitors to South Africa. They're interested by 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 knowing about these things about apartheid, the differences between black people and white people, mm-hmm. but they don't have the prejudice yet, and that that's a big difference from the people who were born and raised there.
0: I see. And and I know there's other ethnic groups like East Indian. There's a lot of them are, yep. are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what would you what would you impression of them in South Africa? It's it. Did you interact with them or not really?
2: yes and no like 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 dark skinned like the south african uh negro people so to say mm-hmm. uh i mean they 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 mingled with uh, with the eastern Indian people and became like a whole different type of of, of, of group of people within south Africa sure uh on especially close to cape Town as well um and I, I basically saw them all as, as the same same group, which are obviously not right, but they were the non-whites so to speak sure and and and, and that, that's how the division was as far as I can remember
0: and I know there's a lot of East Indians because my my friend uh, Russell Peter's biggest comic in the whole world he performed mm-hmm. there a lot but also one of the most famous East India ever lived in South Africa is mm-hmm. Gandhi and he was attorney in yeah. South Africa mm-hmm. so
2: I think he fought in the war in South Africa as well in the Boer War. If I remember, it was the same war that Winston Churchill. Churchill, fought yeah,
0: and I, and I apologize to all the historian people. I mm-hmm. forgot what started it. I just remember they made Winston Churchill as a hero because he did something there. He fled and escaped, and somehow he managed to get out of there alive. Mm-hmm. So that that was like one of the first things that made him famous. Um, so um, I, I guess as far as South Africa, do you, do you have anything that that you want to share uh, about South Africa, or would you want to go back and visit? And,
2: and I would I would like to go back and visit to see what it's like now, because I, I during my studies, I uh, one of my classmates was South African. I, I did an international study, mm-hmm. uh, and his stories sounded like it 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 it's it, it's become increasingly more dangerous in South Africa. Like it was not all positive anymore. And when, when, when did
0: you talk to the, your friend recently,
2: or? Uh, no, that was about say four years ago. Uh, that, that, that's when I did my studies, and I uh, I spoke to him often. Like he wasn't a really close friend, but close enough that I got to speak to him about South Africa quite
0: often. And, 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 and I'm just and, curious about it. And what, and what was his concern?
2: Well, it, it, his concern was is that it was becoming increasingly dangerous. That, that that it wasn't all positive feelings anymore. That that I could notice when I was there. So maybe, maybe the whole vibe of, 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 of possibilities for, for all people equally uh, sort of has gone away a little bit mm-hmm. when the re- realization has kicked in that you actually need to work hard to get that. Sure. And th- that is something I, uh, I felt a little bit, I guess, in South Africa, that, that, that black people sometimes expected they would get exactly the same as white people, forgetting that white people have worked hard for it. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same reason why Zimbabwe went down the drain, I guess. Like they disowned white, uh, white farmers, made them instantly black, which is fine, I guess. But if the, the, the farmers don't have experience, the farmers are not going to work. I mean, that, that's just the way it is. You can't expect to have exactly the same thing. It, it's going to take a generation of education and uh, learning things sure. before you even have the, the same possibilities.
0: This This is a tough one, because mm-hmm. on one hand, I mean, it's the same problem that I had in my country, the United mm-hmm. States. I think I think a, a lot of uh, ethnic groups, mm-hmm. particularly black African Americans when we elect President Obama, I wouldn't say magically, but they thought dramatically dramatically changed for better mm-hmm. and i I don't know how strongly people believe that still uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure some of them things got better mm-hmm. for uh, some of them probably stay or in um, same and Maybe the expectation was higher mm-hmm. um, I mean President of the United States is a very powerful person, but he 's not all power, and, uh, mm-hmm. we all know that so I, I this is a tough one because if if you just happen to be let me give you an example mm-hmm. why landowner in South Africa maybe you didn't have anything you, you were never part of apartheid you mm-hmm. you were kind to everyone, you worked really hard and all all of a sudden uh, when the things change in South Africa you almost felt like you're being held responsible for things. that other people, they're horrible. Mm-hmm. And so it's not fair for that person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's a very uh, pre- good percentage of farmers in South Africa who work really hard and treated people very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But uh, uh, on the other hand, I could understand where black people are coming from too because they've been oppressed for so long yeah. in their land. Uh, mm-hmm. And to them, maybe because of lack of access to education, mm-hmm. maybe... They're maybe easier to be manipulated, thinking yep. that uh, things are not going better fast enough. And I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a smart enough person to figure out what's the solution. But it's, it's got to be uncomfortable. And I, what little I remember following, sometimes you hear black South Africans ended up killing white farmers. But you also have, I don't know what's this racist group that going around killing black people too. So like, mm-hmm. they're entering that uncomfortable scenario you know Mm -hmm. and um i hope things are getting better you know i hope um i
2: hope so too yeah i was a little bit afraid when when nelson mandela died that uh things would be going like bad really quickly but so far it it seems to have united a lot of groups together and as an inspiration and so it's uh yeah i'm I'm happy that that it has so far turned out that way
0: and he's amazing because i I can't i'm not a forgiving type so Mm -hmm. I'm sure most of the listeners know that by now. I just couldn't do what he did. And for him to get out of prison and forgive mm-hmm. all that pressure, you know, it's um,
2: even 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 in his death he's causing like so much so many positive things if you yeah. if you think about that. Uh, I think Obama tried to shake Raúl Castro's hand, yeah. and something unheard of years ago, and suddenly this happened on Mandela's funeral or, or something yeah. like that. So that's like even in his death, he's 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 managed to accomplish some things. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I I hope I want to go someday, and I you know like anywhere else, you just have to do your homework and plan and uh, be smart about travel. And I, I got the feeling that their youth houses are very very good as well in South Africa. Um,
1: they are,
2: actually. They're a lot of fun. They're really good. Uh, almost almost like Australia. I think Australia and, uh, and South Africa have been the, the two countries that I've visited that have a very active, independent youth hostel scene, which make it makes it really fun to visit and easy to visit.
0: And, and I have to say, uh, before we move to the next section, mm-hmm. I went to Tonight Show because I have friends that work in Tonight Show. and. Uh, to where, sorry? Uh, the Tonight Show. It's a big, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I went, and one time... She, I apologize if I'm not saying right, Shelley Stern was there. Mm-hmm. Boy, I mean, obviously she's beautiful, but she was very, very tall. Mm-hmm. And um, even though she's a white person, I, I understand when she says she's African, like I, I understand that feeling. There's some, um, the way she carried herself and the mm-hmm. way she was speaking, like she's really proud of that heritage. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, we, we we should remind everyone that um, you could be a white person and be African as well. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, besides Australia, where was other couple other places that you went to? Uh,
2: I've worked and lived in Canada for a while in Vancouver.
0: Oh, the my neck I used to live in Seattle. So. You do.
2: All right. I've never got to, got to visit Seattle. Then I regret not doing that
0: actually. How, how was it Vancouver for you?
2: Uh, actually, one of my favorite cities to live in around the world. It was what is that? What,
0: what what's that area called? That something East uh It's a really rough area in Vancouver.
2: Uh,
1: it, it's it's right by
0: Japantown Town and Chinatown. Yeah,
2: I, I know what you mean. It's um, it's at the end of Granville Street on the right. I it, it's been Granville long, and years. Seymour. S- no, it's not Seymour. It's oh, no, Granville. That's right. Like, I I know what you mean. It's like oh, sort of on the harbor kind of thing. Yeah, they
0: they they have a lot of like attics and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, I don't. I don't. Of course, I don't want the emphasis. Uh, didn't Vancouver is a beautiful city. <laughs> Believe me, it's 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 the uh, San Francisco of Canada mm-hmm. uh, minus the guns and all the problems mm-hmm. about what. They, yeah. So what what was your experience in Vancouver?
2: Uh, actually, actually great. I I I didn't get to travel enough through Canada simply because it was uh, too expensive. Like I had my job at, at Starbucks in Canada. Uh, it was fun because oh, I, you didn't work at you thought so. Uh, I, I I tried, but mm-hmm. I didn't need anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I I just basically dropped my resumes off in, the, in 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 the street. And Starbucks was the one that that wanted to have me, which ended to be really cool because I I got to work with uh, with a lot of fun people and stay in the same place for nine months. I see. Rather than traveling around, which which means you can actually make some decent friendships. I mean, you get that through traveling, but mostly the traveling the the. the, the the, the friendships are short-lived and you stay in touch over the email but because i had some actual nine-month friend in in, in canada i could i'm pretty sure if i go back there i can still find a place to crash and, oh, and uh, people know me here yeah. it's canada's
0: beautiful yeah and, uh, it's really really nice and i, I have to say the crown jewels of uh, cities in canada and, and i don't mean to insult anyone in canada but it, but toronto montreal and i have to say uh, vancouver you know mm-hmm. and i'd like to visit Ottawa and places like the Heaven Had a Chance and uh, even um was really nice. But I have to say Montreal, Toronto and uh, Vancouver mm-hmm. it is spectacular. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful over there. Um you, you do you have any sort of advice for traveler to that part of the Vancouver to anyone that lets
2: to the show uh, well try and visit Kitsilano. it's 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 the place that i that I lived for nine months where Kitsilano. okay it's uh it's sort of right on the beach inlet that uh that Vancouver lies around in, and you have this amazing view over the beach and the mountains in the back it's It's a little bit of a posh neighborhood but it, it it's also got a, a really nice hip and happening street so to say, and I really enjoyed living in that area. It's a nice residential area. And it's
0: very safe. I'm Canada. Uh, Vancouver It's so safe. Oh, sane. yeah, very. Stanley same. Park is beautiful. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not saying you should, you should do it. But, uh, you know, if you're into marijuana, Vancouver is a really nice mm-hmm. place to visit. I'll
2: tell you something my, uh, my landlord was actually the local pot lady. So oh. that was
0: a,
1: a,
2: a fun little side thing, I guess.
0: Um, let's talk, quickly talk about Australia, then yeah, I move that's on fine. to Holland, uh, mm-hmm. Netherlands. So, um, any advice for travelers to Australia? I, I love S- S- Sydney. And mm-hmm. uh, um, why am I called uh, um, Melbourne? Yeah. So many Greeks and Italians. I haven't yeah. been to Melbourne, believe uh, it or
2: not. It's the one sort of big place I, I ended up skipping for some reason. I've, I've traveled across and, and, and from t- top to bottom. And I'd say visit the, the West Coast. Like, many people go... Is, is it only on the West? No, the West Coast is Perth. Perth? Perth. Most people travel the East Coast because it has so many attractions. It's easy, accessible, and, and th- right through the middle just because they want to experience the, sort of the lonely desert feeling, w- sure. which is totally true. But the West Coast is spectacular for the reason that not many people go there. It's absolutely stunning.
0: Is it stunning like the way we were talking about Cape Town? It's just that uh, strikingly physical Beauties. It, it?
2: it actually is. Yeah, uh, it, it, most people talk about the, the Great Barrier Reef, for example, yeah. as, the, as, as, as a prime attraction. I did visit the, the Great Barrier Reef, but I also visited the tiny Ningaloo Reef on the west coast, which was ten thousand more beautiful than the more times beautiful than the uh, than the Great Barrier Reef. Simply because it was untouched, undestroyed. It was pure beauty. It was absolutely great.
0: And then what's Perth like?
2: very cosmopolitan sort of like a, an oasis in the desert like after 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 wait red. is that on water or is uh, it in the desert it's almost on the water it's not it's quite on, w- on the water okay. but it, it only a few minutes drive away it has a, f- a few a few towns that are right on the on the beach and perth is almost on the beach
0: and what what's the demographic breakdown is it mostly white people or
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: mostly white people i see so when you were traveling did, did do you f- Flew or you took bus or train across? It's because no, in, it's bigger than USA, continent of oh yeah. USA.
2: In, uh, in Australia, I, I actually bought a van together with somebody that I met in, in the hostel in Sydney. And we, uh, we got along really well. And he wanted to buy a car, I wanted to buy a car. So we decided, oh, well, let's do it together, save some money. And we found some other people who wanted to come and travel along. <laughs> so we, uh, we had six people, right. five or six people. One dropped out and somebody joined us later on. And we, we traveled
0: for six weeks uh, all across country. And what's, what's the, it's, it's desolate because I know most of the mm-hmm. population, like Canada, most Canadian live by US border. I, I got the feeling most Australians live by the water, right? Yeah, exactly. So, besides mining business, mm-hmm. like this little town that you find in the middle of nowhere, like yep. what, what's, what's that like? It was, uh, yeah, it th- th- was usually nothing more but like
2: a tiny supermarket or, or, or a bar that doubled as a supermarket and had some attached campground and was purely there for the sake of, 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 of for travelers who wanted to spend the night.
0: And is that scary? Because did they have plenty of gas stations?
2: Oh, well, yeah, yeah, luckily there's lots of warnings, like next gas station, 300 kilometers or 300 miles. So okay. you know that you don't want to miss a gas station. Sure, It's pretty simple. And you always have a backup uh, tank of gasoline uh, just to get you on the way, and it's it, it's 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 quiet, but not empty. I mean, you would still come across the occasional car, so that, it wasn't that scary. And actually, now I remember uh, going on like that middle road down the middle of of, of Australia, from from the south to the uh, to the north. That it was customary that whenever you uh, come across uh, somebody in a car who's coming towards you, you wave at each other. Simply, Is that right? Yeah, simply as a sign of. I do okay. I'm noticing you. Uh, good luck, something like that. Because what if your car breaks down and you don't see anybody for the next day? And, and, it, and it's 40 degrees uh, in the sun. It's uh, 40 degrees being I don't know what in Fahrenheit, but that sounds really hot. Pretty damn hot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so you travel all over the place. You know, if people have a week. To 10 days to travel australia i mean mm-hmm. would you say perth is like a number way up on the list for you
2: no no i would i would still i would still pick sydney 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 because of because it has easy access to the attractions on the east coast i see and perth is is, is, is very isolated so it's, it's probably not convenient for just 10 days of visiting australia i
0: see, uh, and i have to say it's sydney had this feeling of san diego and san francisco it's so beautiful and clean mm-hmm. and uh, people are very kind and i never realized how uh, ethnically diverse cindy was you know i
2: didn't either actually when i was there there's a lot of, of different ethnic groups there yeah because i went
0: there to the first time 2006 and my friend is a huge star there we didn't know we landed the first time ever in australia he had no idea how big he was and people started recognizing him that was the weird part for him mm-hmm. so we went there uh, russell peters in 2006 people could be nicer um, I think when we went to Melbourne, it was a bit chilly, but um, people were nice there, and we went to Auckland, New Zealand, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to go there, but... No, unfortunately, I didn't. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, Auckland's basically on on top of um volcano, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, um, I guess it's, I don't know what that geologist would call it, it's, I guess, technically dead, but uh, the joke that people were telling me in uh, Auckland was, it could... Start again and blow up the whole town, you know that was a big joke for them, but yeah, New Zealand Australia um I highly recommend people to visit so we we talk up um it sounds like um you went over fifty countries uh, before we talk on do you have any we don't have to get deep, but who, some of your favorite countries that you visit well what, one of my favorite
2: countries is is Albania, believe it or not. Is that right it's it's, but for for a very strange reason the reason i was uh, i was going through uh starting in greece and making my way up to italy and and croatia and this tiny little country happened to be in the way and which was albania and i just needed to go through it to get to croatia
1: sure
2: but i couldn't find any information in the lonely planet there was literally a single page or two about the whole country of albania so I, i went in there completely blank and found it to be really interesting, slow going but very interesting. When did you go? Uh, that was about five years ago, I think.
0: You know the reputation, right? The stereotypical reputation opinion, and, and uh, I don't mean to insult anyone there, but uh, but. Um you know, every time you see hear crime or gangs, you, you always hear Albanian. Oh Yeah, that. and
2: it's partly true. Like it's a lot of stolen cars, for example, mm-hmm. probably end up in the East Bloc and Albania being one of the, the big countries there. It's 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 strange if you if you see that uh, half the cars on the road are Mercedeses. Yeah, and probably from Germany or something. Exactly. Yeah. It's sort of the joke in Albania, like everybody's poor but drives a Mercedes for the simple reason that the roads are so bad that you need a decent car, otherwise you're gonna wreck it in a year. And Mercedes has this reputation of being very sturdy and, and, and powerful cars, sure. durable cars. So, uh, yeah, that, I, I find that a really interesting and friendly country as well.
0: I, obviously, you probably don't speak Albanian, so were you able mm-hmm. to communicate with English and that was okay?
2: No, not really. I, I, I had to get by on the, on the knowledge I had of uh, a little bit of French, a little bit of German. Uh, a lot of them speak Italian. In, in all, all right, ways. because Italy is across from uh, the Exactly. They, 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 I mean, they've always been scared that Italy, uh, in Italy would attack them. So they, they speak some Italian <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and that, it's not unlike French. I mean, there's some similarity there. So with hands and feet and yeah, I could get by.
0: And what? religious was are they mostly Orthodox Christian, or is there Muslim in there too? Both. I think is that both. right? Yeah. You didn't feel any sort of tension between the two? No, not
2: not not really. Having said that, I was only there for about ten days, so, I see. And, and and not speaking the language and being there all by myself with nobody to ask questions to, it was it was a bit hard to penetrate that or we'll find out if there's anything. I mean, I couldn't read a newspaper or understand a television channel, so it was hard to figure out.
0: But when you were, and you were you were by yourself? Yeah. And you're presently surprised how you have you were having a good time there
2: I, I was actually having a really good time there yeah
0: yeah that's a that's the first one I ever heard anywhere in Slovenia. and and um, you know I'm sure it's a wonderful country mm-hmm. just I don't I don't know enough for me to come in one way or mm-hmm. another but that, that's just very surprising it's, uh, it's
2: it's a country that needs hard work to travel there but it's it's definitely it felt safe and a bit challenging but that that was made it what made it really fun it made it feel really undiscovered because nobody ever Things of going to Albania for a specific reason sure. and that made it really fun
0: and what's, what's their capital I don't even know uh,
2: it's Tirana Ah.
0: and you didn't feel you feel safe you didn't have any problems yeah even
2: in Tirana I, I felt completely safe and yeah, the only hostel there was sort of a, yeah, a, a, a heaven sent because that was the place the only hostel in Albania where every, all the travelers eventually end up in and share, share their stories where they've been and what they thought
0: of Albania so that was a cool place Oh, you pick my interest now. I might want to go there next <laughs> time like, for couple a couple in and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, where was other couple other places? I like this, I like the places mm-hmm. you like.
2: Well, th- that whole trip was a couple of places that I can really recommend. One of them is Dubrovnik in in Croatia. Uh, have you been by any chance? No, no,
0: I want mm-hmm. to go. Uh, terrible things were happened, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there twenty years ago. Oh, yeah. that, has it been twenty years or something eighteen like that. years? Yeah, 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 I
2: think it was in the in nineteen ninety three, ninety four, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Terrible things happened, but they've, they've, they've bounced back big time. It's like a pearl of the, of, of the Mediterranean there. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful, very friendly, very Western as well,
0: with lots of historic, interesting things. And no matter how many times I read stuff about that former Yugoslavia, it's always hard for me to keep track. Who's who, you know, and who? I had the same problem. Who yep. are the Christian Orthodox and the Muslims, mm-hmm. and, you know? And um, so um, why, why did you like that place so much?
2: Um, I, I guess because people were very friendly there as well. They had a, they only had one or two youth hostels in the whole city. The whole accommodation thing was, was based on that you end up, you stop at the bus station and you're sort of uh, beleaguered by a whole group of women who rent out the little
0: rooms. So it is true. Rick Steves said the it, same thing. It's totally true. It is true. And literally, they say, come and rent our extra bedroom or something.
2: Exactly. It's called a SOBE. That's what the name of a room is. And they have their pictures of their rooms in sort of a flip cover thing. Sure. And they, they shout at you and show them their rooms and their prices. And and I mean, yeah, that I had to do that a couple of times because there was no hospital. Did, did, did,
0: did they mislead you? You know,
2: sometimes when you
0: look... At, uh, I've never done it, but... Um, um, they sh- they've shown like a dating online. They show the picture of that girl on the online mm-hmm. thing, and you actually meet the girl. It's not the same girl. <laughs> did they ever show you a picture of the house, what it looks like? But when you get there, it was completely different from what you thought.
2: No, it was pretty. It was. It was. I'm happy to say it was accurate most of the time. Ah. What they sometimes did forget to say that you had to share the bathroom with the owner. I see. Uh, not a big deal, I guess. Oh. It's uh, no. It was mostly it was fine.
0: Yeah. Cause, I know if you're rich and you live in a very privileged life, it's very hard to uh, convince you, but the first time I ever used Youth House was in 2001 or 2002, mm-hmm. Barcelona. First time I ever stayed Youth House, it was full of people. In the middle of the night, one of the guys had an epilepsy attack. He was like making a crazy sound, and I just panicked like, Jesus, is, is this going to be every single time I go to youth hustle, somebody's gonna have a, like a nervous breakdown you mm-hmm. know but that's never been the case uh, i really can't think any time when there was unpleasant experience maybe somebody's snoring but that's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. that yeah so big fan of youth hustles i think people should keep using it a couple more places mm-hmm. so where else did you like i like
2: uh hostel wise it's difficult to like Asia because there's not that many hostels um, did like Asia very much, like uh, Southeast Asia, uh, India as well. Like great places to visit. Um, but I asked him specifically for hostels. No, 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 just in country general? in general. general. Well, I I can recommend Nepal and India uh,
0: and, uh, as one of my favorite places ever to visit. Why, why Nepal? Um, they have a funny flag. You notice that? I I don't know actually. Their flag is not rectangle. It it literally. Oh, like, you're
2: right. Now you say yeah, It's you're like a right. bunch of
0: little. It looks like a it's jagged or something. Yeah, jagged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like their mountain range, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. No, it's, I found, I flew into Nepal when traveling, starting to travel in Southeast Asia. Oh my God. And it's, I, um,
0: I, I keep hearing, it's one of the worst airports to land. I heard this. It one. was.
2: It, I can totally agree with that. We actually had to, had to make like sort of a, a, a fake landing and do it again because the guy didn't compensate particularly for the wind or the, the direction or something like that.
0: It, it might be Nepal or, it's kind of in Nepal, I think it is the, number one or number two most dangerous place to land?
2: Well, there's a second one I can tell you about in a bit, though, if you want. Okay. But Nepal's definitely the, the, the whole city lies in a in sort of a bowl surrounded by mountain ranges, sure, which makes it really difficult to land into because there's no real approach path, I guess.
0: I see. And why did you like it there so much?
2: It's just, uh, same as India, people very friendly. Uh, N- Nepal had sort of a, the positive attitude that I noticed in South Africa after uh, when I was there. Um, because Nepal's also been uh, had some troubles with uh, with the communist government and and the capitalist government and I mean and now it seems to have settled down and people sort of accept that this is the way it is and this works for us and we've chosen our our president and we've chosen our government and we can look up again like start doing business and inviting people to our country and
0: I apologize if if I'm wrong but my impression was heavy-handed approach by communist China And I think they put a lot of pressure in that country because, you know, it's um, I could be wrong, but that's Mm -hmm. that's the way I remember. It's a bit of a proxy war between China and India because they really hate each other. Or Mm -hmm. that's my impression, you know, Mm -hmm. 44 years of me being alive. But um,
2: well, being Tibet connected to Nepal, uh, I think it's connected to Tibet. So and China, not having the best relations with Tibet, I can can imagine the, the tensions there. It's not even a relationship i
0: mean china literally owned the place yeah. you know mm-hmm. and um last i don't know two three four years they've been building this speed bullet train mm-hmm. so they could send more han chinese into tibet and uh, i'm sure this is a very sensitive issue mm-hmm. to um tibet people uh, i have nothing against chinese people mm-hmm. their government is uh, a bit of a questionable mm-hmm. for me um okay well i i appreciate you, um, tell me your places let's talk about netherlands holland and uh beloved alakmar mm-hmm. and um uh, it's a misnomer isn't it because people call netherlands holland but holland simply it's one of the province yeah it's okay. true yeah and then and um how how, how would how we how would you describe netherlands to um uh, well particularly to people in North America, how would you explain
2: to them uh, i would I would explain to them first of all that the open mindedness that that we're known to be sure is not entirely spot on i mean we 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 sort of pretend as Dutch that we're very open minded towards drugs and alcohol and, and and sex i mean with the red light district in Amsterdam sure. but in reality we're we're pretty not open minded when it comes to normal day to day things I think i mean we really like the way things we do things or the way we do things in our own households and we're not particularly open towards our neighbors or towards racial groups to mingle there's it's it's not all uh, positive things that come from that for tourism it's 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 cool to see that, sure. uh, that we we're, were have this open minded image
0: sure and, um, and 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 i think most americans because it just seems like mo- whenever we study any area it's usually because something horrible happened there or we're mm-hmm. ready to bomb them that's the only reason mm-hmm. that seems like most of the time we study geography but I, I think it's not fair to most Dutch to think <laughs> the only thing you have to remember in the Netherlands is prostitutes and pot it's just totally more to agree. that yeah. because um, one of my favorite philosophers uh, Brock Um, maybe i'm not saying his first name right but spinoza Mm -hmm. he was uh, jewish Mm -hmm. and he was even uh, excommunicated by the jews because Mm -hmm. he had certain unorthodox way of looking at uh, god but the dutch authorities allow people with different ideas to be left alone yeah and um dutch uh, particularly good protecting the jews during world war ii but even even prior to that when there was pogrom in places like russia Mm -hmm. and throughout anti-Semitism in Europe I, I think in generally speaking Dutch was very open-minded they're they're all for um, broad idea th-
2: that uh, I can I can I can agree with and we, we, we've always thought that everybody deserves their opinion and deserves their ideas yeah. and uh, deserves to be free in doing that and that is that that is very important I think and something that a lot of countries can learn from um, so and, and we like to have that fixed in the law as well sure
0: and, and it's very open-minded and uh, I, I forgot Erasmus' last first name, but uh, Ship of Folly, uh, he's a write, Dutch writer, talk about tolerance, and um, I, to me, I, I always, I, I got kind of ridiculed in another podcast because I, I told him I like Franz Hall and Vermeer's paintings. Mm-hmm. I, I think those paintings are incredible to me because they exemplify that the golden age of Netherlands mm-hmm. And why why was Netherlands powerful? Because this country, you know, it doesn't have a lot of natural resource, mm-hmm. but very savvy with business. Mm-hmm. United States benefit from the Dutch. Let's be honest, the businessmen back in those days in Netherlands were very stern, very Protestant Calvinist, perhaps. They they think that uh, if you're wealthy, it's because God ordained you to be successful, mm-hmm. and so on and things like that. But Dutch were very good businessman and. They literally helped uh, President Adam, if I remember right, loaning money to f- this new country, United States. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're a fan of New York City, you should be appreciating Dutch because it was called New Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And I think when the Dutch were kind of cornered by English uh, army, they're just like, well, you know, if you want to keep the city, take it. There was no, you know, um, fight over it. It's just the spirit of business and trade, which made Netherlands rich. The East in the trade trading company mm-hmm. or you know it's uh, called the voc but it's called, yeah
2: it's in english it's east india in trading company yeah, yeah
0: and the, the dutch are very savvy when it comes to international trade in fact there was um uh, unfortunately there was a war between england and dutch because mm-hmm. they're both um expert navy and you know and, sailors the French sure. and, the, yeah. and the
2: spanish i mean those were all the big players back in that day
0: yeah those those that was a golden age so i whenever i think about Dutch, not just having a very successful business mm-hmm. because you, if the country is wealthy, you have a luxury of having philosopher and mm-hmm. artist and make this country such an open-minded place. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, day-to-day interaction with somebody, but uh, like the kind of people you you were talking about. Yeah. I guess I deal mm-hmm. with people who deal with tourists. So they're yeah. very open-minded. Mm-hmm. My impression of Netherlands is like one of the most important countries in the mm-hmm. world. Um, art is beautiful, and mm-hmm. I love the architecture of this country mm-hmm. and the fact that most Dutch, to me, are not ideological. They're pragmatists. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you build dikes because you don't have enough land. You you create lands. Yeah, I and think it's a very Dutch attitude. Like we have a problem, We need to fix it. How do you do it? Yeah, figure it out. And most Dutch, I'm 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 safe to say, ninety percent probably don't even approve of marijuana smoking, but they just think drugs. It's it's not a moral issue. It's a health issue. If people are going to do it, let's put it in a selective area. Mm-hmm. People who are expert and professional, let them uh, provide those uh, drugs, and let the government regulate it, mm-hmm. tax it. And this is probably true with um, prostitution as well. Yep. But um, mm-hmm. I, I I I just think uh, people should come and visit the country. But Let's talk about Al-Akmar. So your grandmother lives here mm-hmm. and uh, you live in Alkmaar as well. Yep. You were born and raised in Alkmaar? No, I wasn't
2: raised in Alkmaar. I, I was born in a city uh, or a town, really, about 10 kilometers away. Uh, but Alkmaar has always been the big city in the area. So I, I, I was raised in a small town, but went over to Alkmaar often when I was a child.
0: And uh, like, like I said, it's it's a gateway to north. But mm-hmm. uh, even if you go to the northern part, just come in Alkmaar, um, I'm so biased. I don't even like coming here in December when it's cold. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer it less people. You could kind of enjoy the whole city for mm-hmm. yourself. But a couple of days ago, there was a big uh, dome church area. They were filming some TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very festive all the time. Mm-hmm. The cheese is excellent here. But what else could you tell people why did you come to Alakmar? Uh, besides that... Uh, during the eighty-year war, this is, was a turning point. Yep. the victory mm-hmm. at Alkmaar and turning point of the war, mm-hmm. and uh, the fortune went to the uh, way of the Dutch. So, you know, it's a reminder of uh, good fortune for the most mm-hmm. Dutch. But what, what are you? How would you describe Alkmaar to rest I, w- I w-
2: would on? describe it as a, as a people, as a city where people live. Uh, if you compare it to Amsterdam, for example, it's it's, it's very difficult to. Realize what it's like to be living there because most of the things you see are aimed towards tourists. Sure, you see a lot of tourists. I mean, English is the, is the language spoken. It's 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 obviously a really big city, so it's, it's progressive. Alkmaar is really just a down to earth city that doesn't have a, a ton of attractions. It does have some, but it's a, it's a really nice city where people just live like live their lives, get by, um, have uh, yeah, just live their lives really and while still having sort of a, a big historic thing because if, if you uh, compare it to a city of Rotterdam or, or non-historic cities I mean they lack a city center that, that's historic and, and pleasant to walk around in mm-hmm. like you you probably re- have realized that the, the city center of Altmar with all its shops is really uh, it's is a really nice area it's, it's I mean, extremely
0: nice and if you're a big uh, Beatles fan mm-hmm. there's a museum for the place that built mm-hmm. John Lennon's first guitarist right here yeah. as well mm-hmm. and uh, I keep forgetting what Football teams here. It's called AZ. Okay. Yeah, and uh, if you're a football fan, you have that. But I just like. If you go to Red Light District, it it just kind of uh brainwash people visiting. If they just come to Netherlands, just stay in Amsterdam, they think that's just a regular. I mean, there aren't regular people living mm-hmm. Amsterdam. But it's it's there's a lot of crazy touristy stuff that kind of yep. blind people. Mm-hmm. But if you go if you come to Alkmaar, it's a very beautiful little town where. You see, a group of school kids going to school, and mothers taking care their kids, and older people just living their life here. It's it's a very quaint. It almost reminds me of small Boston to me. It, it, it it's really a culturally important city, mm-hmm. and I come here. Uh, my friend used to live here. His wife didn't like me, so I could, I couldn't stay with us. I always have to stay in the hotel. But um, it's it's um, I I really enjoy it. And if you're coming here. Alakmar, and you want to once again, if you're budget conscious, mm-hmm. I have to say Kings In because this is only two months old, it still has the new car smell, you know. What I'm talking about <laughs> it, just it's so brand new. We try to keep it away, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's it's really, really nice. And uh, I, I'm biased because I'm paying 20 euros for this massive room by all by myself, and so yeah, please come, please say hi to Tony and uh, come to Alakmar, and um, you know. You're you're never too old to travel. You're never too old to stay in youth hostel. And don't think about just saving money. But when you go to youth hostel, you really have chance to meet people from all over the world. If you just stay in big giant hotels, you're very pretty much sh- putting a wall between you and the rest of the people. If you share the room, you have no choice but to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And most likely, ninety uh, percent of those people are just traveling all over the world like yourself. And it's fantastic because. By talking to them, just like me talking to you, mm-hmm. I find out about Albania. Now I, I want to go ahead and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's end this by talk about something. You said something very interesting to me about your. Um... Oh wait, wait! A couple more things. You don't mind? Your, no, that's fine. Time to... yeah. um, uh, Dutch are the tallest people on the planet. Yeah. And uh, um... I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. You're pretty <laughs> tall. I mean...
2: 173 is not that tall. That's, that's... For Dutch people, that's pretty small.
0: for maybe the Dutch, mm-hmm. but uh, in America, that's like above average. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I do want to talk about the... Uh, I forgot the politics. Now, I know this is a sensitive issue and... I'm a stand-up comic, so I do bring racial stuff. Mm-hmm. I believe most Dutch are very reasonable. I never sense any sort of racial stuff. Mm-hmm. and But then again, mo- I think most Dutch people see me, they think, he's just visiting, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to cause any problem. <laughs> and I don't. I've been here many, many times. Let's have a fair conversation about the tension. A little bit of tension. Well, I don't know how... Okay, I, I apologize, we just got back from a little bit of coffee break. So uh, before we left, we were going to talk a little bit about um, a um, little bit of tension in the Netherlands. Um, how, how long would you say this Muslim... Let's be honest, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it is mostly Muslim. The it is, it is mostly Muslim. That's, and I, very I, I don't want to pinpoint all Muslims. Mm-hmm. And um, But this is something I have to say as America, I'm very proud of my country because Anytime there's a major racial incident, we make international news. But vast majority of the time, most people get along. Even if they don't like someone, they just live them along. I think because we dealt with so many different kinds of people to live in the United States, we have experience dealing with uh, eth- ethnic issues, mm-hmm. racial issues. We're not perfect, but we're always striving to do better for the mm-hmm. country. So this is not indication of Dutch be Dutch people be racist. No, it just uh, you guys are just kind of new to this it's, experience. It's, it's
2: a consequence of, of circumstances, so to speak. Yes. So, yeah, I think. It, I mean, we had we had colonies, just like like the the, the, the big colonizing countries, like Indonesia, uh, like, was Indonesia one of them. and Suriname mm-hmm. was one of them. Yeah. And New York was one of them, which we traded for Suriname. But uh, yeah. I mean, that used to be a colony. Um, those aren't the big problem causing
0: things. I mean, even, even though South Africa was former colony. Yep. Well, yep,
2: and, uh, yeah, yeah Definitely. Anywhere in northern Africa. No, not that I know, not that I know of. I think it's Southern Africa, Suriname, Dutch Antilles, Indonesia. Um, it it uh, seems those like are the most it, things.
0: It, it seems like you have an abundance of uh, not is it Moroccans or um, you have a certain North African. Yeah, Muslims we have, group. Have
2: Moroccans and, and people from Turkey, and uh, they uh, they came here in the in the nineteen
0: uh, end of the seventies, eighties, mm-hmm. something like that. Same, I think for Turks it's very similar with uh, yeah. Germany, mm-hmm. uh, but. True, I think for Germany, I guess maybe because Germany wasn't a colonial power per se, mm-hmm. I don't know if the Turks has had same level of problem, and let's say other parts of Europe, but um, I'm sure there was a problem. But I think the Turks been in Germany for so long, I mm-hmm. think their kids are more used to speaking German and thinking like Germany, yeah, could
2: mean. very well be. And in, in some way, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Turks in Germany are. are Doing better than the Turks in in, in the Netherlands, although yeah. I also think that the I think the, that's the, fair. It, it, and I'm not entirely sure about this, but I, I think the uh, Turks and Moroccans are sort of pushed in the same corner as being one group,
1: which yeah. they're
0: obviously not. And uh, they're not. They're definitely not. Even to people in Turkey within the uh, Turkish, I'm sure they don't get along, just like Moroccans. There's certain group within Moroccans they don't get along. Mm-hmm for you to just jam those people in together mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's completely different countries different countries and unfortunately we probably did the same thing in the states too mm-hmm. so to give some background this is my understanding um i think Americans are more hypersensitive since 9 11 but um we have a complicated situation in the netherlands um, um I apologize if I'm not saying his mm-hmm. name right. Theo Van Gogh, mm-hmm. the great great uh, descendant of uh, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, mm-hmm. he was murdered what like seven, eight years Something ago. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what I don't speak Dutch, so I, I can't confirm. But what what I've read about him, he seemed like a hilarious guy mm-hmm. at the expense of h- angering people. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just angering. Muslims. He, he was, was offensive everyone, to yeah. Gay, animal rights people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you name it. He he was satirist. Mm-hmm. So he would just pick on you just because he picked on everyone. Mm-hmm. So seven eight years ago, he was riding his bike like most Dutch people. This um, I think he was a Moroccan Muslim person. Mm-hmm. He um, shot him. Yeah, plain sight. And. And middle of the road in mm-hmm. Amsterdam where people are screaming. And I think the last thing Theo Van Gogh was said was, can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. And that's when this gentleman stabbed, slashed his throat and killed mm-hmm. him. And left a message for Ayan Hersi Ali, mm-hmm. who is um, I believe from Ethiopia. Yep. She's black Somalia, African, yep. Somalia she was supposed to send to canada to marry her cousin she didn't want that she fled to Netherlands. and netherland believes in refugees and help people about uh, uh, people in trouble she learned to speak dutch she went to college did extremely well she's tall beautiful smart and ran for parliament or what do you call the political system here uh
2: the, I, I guess it would be parliament yeah she yeah. won the office mm-hmm.
0: and you know that's a that's even if you even if you don't like someone, that's the testament to Dutch people. You help some person who was in danger of living a life that she didn't want to live. You provide her an opportunity, she worked hard, she learned to speak Dutch. You let her become member of a political mm-hmm. structure in the Netherlands. She made this short film with uh, Theo van Gogh. Mm-hmm. The Muslim was outraged. And I can't—I don't remember the title of it. It's uh,
2: Submission. Submission. That's right.
0: Yeah. There was basically a naked woman. Her body was covered. She was naked, but the, that lining kept her genitalia covered, breast covered. But mm-hmm. basically, her body was covered with passages from Quran, which, if you've been to anywhere in Middle uh, Middle East or North Africa or Afghanistan, like I have, it's a very touchy <laughs> subject. So. This guy lived in a very generous Dutch social program and I think, I think the Northern Europeans sometimes their program is too generous, you almost give people instead of not to work. This guy has so much time, he I believe was brainwashed by internet by radical mullahs overseas and basically convinced to kill a, a person like Theo van Gogh. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously tension and uh, you have a radical party groups mm-hmm. and um, i forgot the guy's name it's uh wilders wilders i, I have to say it, and this might be terrible because i have a horrible sense of humor some of the stuff he's he's done i, I it doesn't make me laugh mm-hmm. there's one where he was rolling the boat in the water did you mm-hmm. see that commercial no when I, right? I don't i don't remember you know he did all kinds of stuff and um i think he's basically firing the fear that people have about mm-hmm. non-white dutch people living i don't think asian dutch are feared i don't think no 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 Indonesian. i don't i don't i don't i think i i won't say that the indonesian dutch or whatnot they're invisible it's just it's
2: possibly i think it's it's a different different ethic ethnical group as well and like children raised by by asian parents are are, are raised to be sort of um uh, yeah, l- look up to your parents, work as hard as you can, and mind your business, don't have with yeah. exactly. Like, they're, they're a very group that, that doesn't make the news very often at all. Like, you don't hear about them, you don't, they're, they're not a particularly positive or negative group, they're, they're very neutral and in the background.
0: And my sense is like, whenever I visit Netherlands, I've never had a problem, people are very friendly, mm-hmm. and um, that's my sense. So, one. How young were you when you started noticing, like, wow, is there a problem here?
2: Um,
0: I'm not pinpointing, and by the way, I'm not pinpointing any finger to that. I understand what you mean.
2: It's, 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 I'm, I, I'd have to say post 9 11 as well. Like, oh, uh, really that, that early? Yeah. That, that that that's really a turning point from when uh from when problems suddenly became touchable I, I, tangible i guess mm-hmm. uh and with the islam being the background thing of that and and uh i, I whoever was behind that like uh, or in, in it was um terrorist or just fear spreading sure. it's done a very well job in doing just that and causing tensions between racial racial groups definitely. Sure
0: biggest damage terrorism that is the biggest part is psychological and yeah. I'm not di- dismissing the loss and suffering of 9-11 mm-hmm. because it, it was, you know, it was uh, terrible and uh, mm-hmm. you know it was just uh, one of those days that I will never forget for the rest of my life you know same
2: here like everybody knows where they were at the moment when yeah, that happened
0: it, 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 it's, 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 it's terrible but the way we react, how we deal with that problem was uh, quite bad, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and um, this is exactly what they want us to do. And when the Japanese attacked United States, Pearl Harbor, in mm-hmm. December 7, 1941, the, that um, tragedy of it was the Japanese-American, because even though they look like Japanese, they're more American. Mm-hmm. So there are many... Muslims living in the Netherlands, probably a couple of generations or whatnot, yep. they're they're really not a problem. It's always a small percentage of those misguided people. Definitely true. So there there is mistrust, fear on mm-hmm. both both sides. Um, ever since the Theo Van Gogh murder, do you, do you feel like things are getting better or it's about the same? No, it's about the same. It's about the same. And
2: and the simple reason being that 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 political icons like Geert Wilders and his party. Uh, they make the news constantly. Uh, th- things from uh, in in foreign countries make mm-hmm. the news constantly, with with Islam always being on the negative side of the sure. news, and that that keeps on putting f- fuel on the fire. I guess. I mean, there's never an, an, a period where you don't hear anything about, about about tensions or problems or or that there's actually some positive news. Sure. Um, yeah. That, uh, it, I don't, I don't think it's uh, it, it's become better or worse. It's about the same. It's about the same. Yeah.
0: You know what they say If you have a room full of smart people But you have one dumb guy But the dumb guy is the loudest He's going to get the most attention Yeah And um, I'm not a fan of religion Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I I could understand um, Especially for the Dutch You guys are very proud of your heritage Being tolerance and Mm open-mindedness Even if you don't agree with something Mm -hmm. You respect people to live their lives Exactly Yeah the stereotype sometimes we get from some of the Muslims are that's not the quality they share, mm-hmm. and I think um, to be fair, I think the white Europeans, white Dutch, maybe they're feeling resentful because you're helping a group of people to live in this country. Dutch are not suggesting that you have to be uh, speaking Dutch fluently, mm-hmm. but you should try.
2: Exactly, that, that's you one try. of the
0: little, little little
2: issues that that
0: play a big part. Yes, that's true. You should try because. If you're an adult, most likely you're not going to be fluent, but your kids will. So as long as you try, I think the kids will try. Mm-hmm. And if the Dutch are paying very high tax, and I'm sure you guys are paying high tax compared mm-hmm. to USA, you're providing opportunity for groups of people to come here. Mm-hmm. They're refugees, and I think you guys are very kind to do that, but they, they have to try. On the other hand, like the people you're saying, like those certain Dutch, like they're open minded, they don't want to be bothered, whatnot. Mm-hmm maybe maybe they might have to make a little bit of effort to show a little bit of uh, pull their hands and reach out to those people mm-hmm. because i don't know how to explain to these people because if you're born in one country and you never left that country you don't know what that feels like when you have to leave your country especially mm-hmm. your refugees how scary that is mm-hmm. to go another country with culture different culture and language and quite often they have to leave because it was that or their life so
1: but i have to i have
2: to make a difference here mm-hmm. I, I think uh because there's a big difference between uh people who come here as refugees mm-hmm. and the people that came here in the 80s not as refugees they're immigrants they're
1: immigrants, immigrants. They're, they were
2: invited here yeah and they want to come here they wanted to, well i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure about that i mean oh, we, really? we wanted them to come there. Ah. Because there, there was jobs to fill that we didn't want to do, and to keep our economy growing, we invited people from poor countries like Turkey, at that time at least, and and Mor- Moroccan people. Uh, we invited them over here, and my me, me being having been to Turkey for studied there for half a year, and having spoken to Turkish people and having heard their opinion, mm-hmm. they were uh, very much. Um, um, they had this idea that all the people that left Turkey. Uh, were the ones with the least chance of actually making it in Turkey. Uh, they were the the, the lower-class people without an education who didn't have a chance at all. And they said, well, of course it will go abroad because that's that's the only way for them to have a sort of a meaningful life, I guess,
0: working-wise and, and, and
2: being able to do something.
0: And I, did, I, I that pretty much explained well, how Moroccans got here in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true because that's a story with my family too, where my family was. Like my grandmother. Unlike your grandmother, mm-hmm. my grandmother was able to read and write. There was nothing shameful. It was, especially in Asia, where misogynistic and they don't treat women right. Um, that's how they treated women. And my family, you know, Asian people are very secretive. They don't want mm-hmm. to talk about shameful stuff. But that's how it was. It just seemed like it, even if you're an uneducated person in Turkey, you you come to the You if you work really hard, and I'm sure a lot of them did.
2: A lot of them did and a lot of them have built up a quite a good life for themselves, I think. Their yeah. kids
0: benefit the most because yeah. they speak Dutch and mm-hmm. they're they're most likely gone to college and they're they're having a life mm-hmm. that their parents probably wanted. And mm-hmm. not to mention Dutch uh the Turkish people probably spent sent a lot of money that they earn here back to Turkey yep. to help them that too. As well. mm-hmm. This is the same story with the Mexican too. Mm-hmm. They're hard working people that sacrifice a lot taking jobs that no one wants to take, you mm-hmm. know. So that I, I think that's a win win situation. Mm-hmm. So why? Why is it this last ten fifteen months so different? You, you, you think there's a new crop of people that come, come here? Maybe they're not as motivated. Like what? What do you? What? what let's, uh, tell me. What do you think most Dutch are thinking? Like
2: I, I. I think it's just that it, it's 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 a combination of uh, of an econ- economic crisis at the moment, mm-hmm. or at least that's reco- in recovery. Uh, the fact that most of our immigrants are from Islamic countries, sure. or at least where where Islam is the prevalent religion. Um. And the fact that that the kids of these these immigrants have this reputation of being out of control, that they they do have that reputation. Sure. Like, uh, especially if they're guys. Like um, I'm not sure if, if that's an, a cultural thing or an Islamic thing, but from what I know from Moroccans and Turkish, is that if you if you have a guy or a little a little guy instead of a girl, mm-hmm. you spoil them senseless. A girl, you keep under control. I see it's very important to have a, a, a boy in those families and they 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 they're allowed to do everything and anything and they become spoiled brats because of that and it cause trouble and i think
0: we are stereotyping but stere- it's it, true stereotyping, it's, it's stereotyping true. but yeah. stereotype is exaggeration the yeah. truth isn't it yeah. so there's elements of truth mm-hmm. and i've been to turkey uh uae mm-hmm. and afghanistan and this is not really compatible with the Dutch and, Nord- mm-hmm. and European in general, northern part, which is from I don't know what age, like nine or ten, they separate boys from girls. Mm-hmm. That's always formula for disaster because older they get, they don't know how to interact with women mm-hmm. because they don't have experience doing that. Yep. So what they do is they copy whatever their older brother, older cousin, uncle, mm-hmm. dad, grandfather treat the women, and that kind of thing can trickle down mm-hmm. to those kids. So northern europeans scandinavia plus dutch not scandinavia but northern european part compared to the rest of the world it's more closer to equal gender equality is more prevalent Mm -hmm. that's i think that's a safe thing to say yeah definitely and i i don't think (laughs) i don't think dutch especially dutch women appreciate that at all the gender equality or? no 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 they don't appreciate seeing the way women muslim women are treated by their husband or being they don't appreciate it at all at no, all they're,
2: they're very against it Like yeah. just speaking from experience in my own girlfriend like she, she's very much against that like she right.
0: hates it yeah and i hate it too but these people grow up that way exactly and they think they're getting imposed by these um degenerate groups of people trying to pass their morality on their kids now all of a sudden, our kids are disrespectful to us. Mm-hmm. premature sex, drugs. I totally, enough. I
2: totally, I could not agree with you more. And it's it's only the fact that these two cultures trying to, to, to sort of live live in the same country yeah. and see that their values don't match. It's what it is part of the reason why it causes problems. It, it's it's it it's not so much a religious thing as more of a cultural thing. Then. Right.
0: And I think whenever people do something horrible, <laughs> basically, my this is my theory. They're just a scumbags, but they hide behind religion and say, "Well, I mm-hmm. did it because of this." But no, I think most of that—no, it's because you're you're a fucking scumbag. Mm-hmm. You're just hiding behind the Bible or Quran or whatever the religion you follow. Mm-hmm. You're doing these horrible things, and I think um, I think most people do have sense of mor- morality and right and wrong. They just conveniently ignore it whenever it's convenient mm-hmm. for them. So this this is this is a tough it's one. So I, I think. There's got to be some leaders within Islamic group and say, "Look, we live in another country. Yes, respect your own heritage, but you're in another country too. And if mm-hmm. you're going to be Dutch, there are certain things that you have to like adapt
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, become a Dutch." Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just never like this thing like Asian Americans, African Americans, Latin Americans. I don't like that. I just like Americans. Mm-hmm. I think if, if you're going to have a one. Netherlands, it's gotta be Dutch, not Moroccan Dutch. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's never a good thing. Be proud of the, your heritage, keep the good part, but don't mm-hmm. bring the bad stuff with it. You know, mm-hmm. are, are you optimistic things are gonna get better, or what? What do you think, realistically? i'm not uh, i'm not super
2: optimistic um I, i'm not pessimistic either like i'm uh, there's a lot of positive things happening like like you say like the leaders of of, of religious uh, groups also trying to shake hands with mm-hmm. other groups and trying to make this work interculturally yeah but uh, um looking back at my education and 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 having learned that in 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 the next 20 years more than half of the people living in the netherlands will not be pure dutch anymore yeah. i mean they won't have dutch Grandparents, they'll have grandparents that grew up somewhere else. So, and, and including a cultural beliefs that are not uh, were not prevalent 100 years ago in the in, in the Netherlands, or are still yeah.
0: associated with being 100 percent Dutch. So the and, cultural and, and, and you don't you don't have to comment on this. Mm-hmm. But if I was a white, white Dutch person, I'll mm-hmm. be very fearful. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll, I'll be very fearful because things that made this country great mm-hmm. and to give the kind of life. And happy life, because mm-hmm. Netherlands, like Denmark, is always in like top three or four every year mm-hmm. happiest countries in the world. Mm-hmm. If I was a white Dutch person, I think I'll, I'll fear for my great grandkids.
2: I don't. I don't know. I. Th- 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 I'm not fearful. I. Th- I think there's the older Dutch generation um, may be fearful because they they may find it difficult to change along with that whole cultural melting pot that mm-hmm. is getting only bigger.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but but for the young people, it's it, I think that they just need to learn to change along with whatever the Dutch culture is, because there's no such thing anymore as the Dutch culture. Sure. And I think our our um, uh, the wife of our our, our king, king uh, Queen Maxima, she did that very well. She uh, she said once that uh, Dutch culture doesn't exist. I mean, she's Argentinian herself. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she's from Argentina so for for her to say that as a queen is a very important thing and i think she's right in that that
0: well when, she's beautiful it doesn't really matter she totally yeah. is
2: it doesn't matter yeah. but uh, uh yeah the dutch culture doesn't exist we have such a such a big melting pot of cultures and every culture has their own little thing to contribute sure. to our own combined culture and things will Will we'll get lost in 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 the coming years, and things will enter the culture and as a whole. And, yeah, we just need to keep on trying to make it work, and but a little acceptance goes a long way. From and that, that applies to everybody living in the Netherlands. Sure. Just that, that's just we have to learn that. And this is once
0: again going back to Dutch mm-hmm. pragmatism. Um, I'm, I'm originally from Japan. I'm ethnically Korean, but there there is um um the Dutch are a huge influence in Japan because uh, all the Western advancement, learning it was either Dutch or the the, Anglo-Saxons, the the English but um, you know late 19th century in Japan to be well educated you have to learn Dutch because that was the language of medicine and technology and um, in fact there in in Nagasaki when when they finally closed down the the country of Japan Nagasaki was only port allowed to let the foreigners visit Japan and if you go to Nagasaki there is a this thing called um how do you say that uh
2: house and boss that means the house in the bush
0: yeah and um if you go to that place in Nagasaki it's literally like a Dutch land where Mm -hmm. Japanese people are wearing those wooden shoes and like they're like windmills and things like that and it's they they had a positive influence in Japan you know um um, I, I, I'm just hoping for the best I, I think I just think it's it's um, pretty common you, you have it doesn't matter what minority minorities of that country always screaming yelling because they're upset and they're upset because there's discrimination things mm-hmm. like that this is not just pertaining to that. it's just anywhere where people with no power they're angry mm-hmm. and if they could speak out publicly they're loud white people Uh, white dutch or white americans there's no upside to talk about racial thing because if you say something wrong or make a mistake next thing you know it they use the r word racist Mm -hmm. so i think the most decent liberal reasonable progressive white dutch they want to help they they want to have a conversation but i think this is true in sweden because i've been there for the last month and i've been there for the last three or four years visiting a couple times a year People are just afraid to talk. So what happened? You have these radical parties in Netherlands, um, Sweden, and Denmark speaking on their behalf. So the minority only see these kinds of white mm-hmm. people speaking. You know what I mean? Just it's just fanning this uh, mm-hmm. paranoia on both ends. I, I I hope somebody within each group are comfortable enough to talk. I think you're right. It, it's going to be surprising somebody young in each group, like Zalatan, the football player from mm-hmm. Sweden. He's I don't know, um, from former Yugoslavia, but he's also raised as a Muslim, mm-hmm. but I guess now he's Catholic or something. Mm-hmm. He's he's the new face of Sweden, you know. Someone like that where ethnic group, Muslim, whatnot, could mm-hmm. look up and say, hey, if he did it, I could probably do it. Mm-hmm. I could do it because he did it. And I think you probably need somebody like that to represent your group. And um, ho- hopefully it works out. I'm conscious, but... Um, I'll put money on the young people, I think young people are more open to new ideas and uh... so it's
2: so it's interesting that just just to mention young people because I, I I kept this new this this monthly newsletter for my bank and it's it's a very environmentalistic like <clears throat> positive bank so mm-hmm. they're a tiny bank and uh on the front page I've only read the front page uh, there was this picture of this young person who says like well, everybody's always talking about the future generation, but nobody asks us anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: and th- th- that totally got me thinking a little bit like it's a, it doesn't happen. Like, politics and opinions for all the people who the future is made for at the moment, they're not being as much involved as maybe they should be. You think it's going to be
0: some, uh, some maybe young people in different fields? Because um, in America, you know, one of the Jackie Robinson who played for Brooklyn Dodgers, who was the first African-American to play baseball, mm-hmm. and he was so good. They even made... Racist people maybe change their minds Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, Americans want winning more. And even if they don't like black person, if this guy's helping you win, Mm -hmm. they'll be okay with it. Mm -hmm. If this black person is helping you make money, you know what I mean? Like If if you bring success, even if you don't like somebody, you're able to look over uh, in music too. I mean, African Americans dominate music. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe that would change. I'm just hoping, I don't know that. Danish pop culture to say one way or another. If there's a Muslim athlete or artist or singer, mm-hmm. actor, hopefully someone like that. I, I, I'm I'm just hoping that things will get better. But yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm um, I'm hoping the best. I, it was just sad when I heard about Theo Van Gogh getting mm-hmm. murdered like that because yes, he said some provocative thing, but if you live in a free country, you have to let people have free speech. Yeah. And key, he it's was one of the very, basics? Yeah. It's it's just most important. And mm-hmm. whenever someone say you're racist, or you're sexist, or you're anti-religion, or whenever they say stuff like publicly, what they're trying to do is trying to silence you, mm-hmm. and they're also trying to take the rights away from the people to hear what you have to say, mm-hmm. even if you're saying ugly things. Mm-hmm. The audience have a right to hear what I have to say, exactly, even if yeah. I'm racist, even if I'm Islamophobic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even this uh, the politician that that guy, even if you don't like what you, what he's saying. That's the price you pay for living in a free society. You let mm-hmm. people say ugly things too. you. you cannot vote for
2: him, and you can have your opinion against him, and yes. you're allowed to have, to be heard as well. And that's, yes. that, that's the way it works.
0: And the Netherlands and uh, Dutch, that the, all the philosophers and writers, I mean, this country is so important. I mean, absolutely important. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love Spinoza. I, I try to understand his philosophy. It's very difficult. But Spinoza, this is four or 500 years ago in the mm-hmm. Netherlands, he was excommunicated within Jewish group. They say he is a heretic. But the Dutch protected them, and um, I, I I always thought that story was uh, wonderful. You know that the fact that here is someone had everyone was against him, but you guys provide a safe haven mm-hmm. for people like that. And I think Dutch people should always be proud of that. Mm-hmm. I, um, um, and um, you guys fought the Germans too. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the Germans because not really successfully,
2: bad. but we lasted four days, I think. But <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, if, if there's a time to come, if there's ever to come. Netherlands, because I was here when the, um, all the Dutch drove from Netherlands all the way to South Africa during their last was it the last World Cup, where they were playing South Africa, mm-hmm. and the Dutch playing the finals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Boy, that is the liveliest I have ever seen. The Dutch, I mean, the I, Al- Alkmaar was going crazy. I mean, people yeah, the whole country was going crazy. It, it, it was, was a crazy. wonderful time, and the color orange is the. the favorite color by the dutch and there's trains i'm mean, literally vans after vans of cars who drive me down to south africa the mm-hmm. dutch are very proud and uh former call in south africa and, and boy it it really was fun watching them um I, it was very sad when they did it lose to spain we, we lost to spain yeah, yeah. but it, it was one hell of a game but people were jumping to canals i was mm-hmm. in alakma when i saw that game i mean people were jumping into water mm-hmm. and um Well done, you know. I i just think Spain was just Spain was just tough that two three year period, you know. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid and all those teams are just beating the hell out of everyone. So, but Dutch did a wonderful job, and uh, should be proud. And um, well, as, as
2: an example, it, it was good to see that on that day of the final to see a country well almost completely united behind Absolutely, their country. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I bet you on that day, even the minority Dutch were united. One exactly, one thing, yeah. yeah. You need things like that for mm-hmm. the Netherlands, no? and then, uh, I just hope the next World Cup and uh, Olympics. Hopefully, got a ho- wouldn't that be nice if you have a Moroccan Dutch playing for football or Olympic events? You, know? mm-hmm. you know, stuff like this is always hard.
2: Yeah, so people can become icons
0: and yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, so la- last thing I want to call, uh, and I appreciate you, you were very generous with your time. I, I, I'm really fascinated because you told me this l- 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 about two hours ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You were talking about your grandmother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, what, what is your grandmother's name? She's called Via, which means, or, or, or La Vie in, in
2: French. Okay. Uh, she's Danish, but uh, Via as in La Vie is, is, is
0: her name, but it's, it's pronounced Via in Danish. She married your grandfather who is Dutch, Yeah, but she's from Denmark, mm-hmm. and... She's writing a book, mm-hmm. and she was part of a very interesting period in Denmark. Mm-hmm. And she she used to work for was a Danish uh, the
2: Danish ba- royal ballet when she was uh, when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about six or seven years old. Um, that young, was, yeah, very young. Yeah, she lived in Copenhagen, and she went every day to the the royal Danish ballet. I'm i I, f- I forgot how she got in or how that ever happened, mm-hmm. but uh, she danced for the royal royal ballet. And uh, she has some amazing stories to tell about that period of time of the Royal Ballet, and she's she's writing uh, basically her life down for that purpose. Uh, and she, she she's done that part already. I mean, she's she's halfway down in the 50s or 60s now with her memoirs. But the Royal Danish Ballet still exists and is is, is very well respected in the world. And she has many friends in, the, in in the ballet still. I mean, every time she goes to Copenhagen. Uh, she gets royal treatment from the from her, from the ballet there. Cause Is that I, right? I, I think it's because she she knows so so many people there still, and she's one of the only surviving people still uh, who, who trained
0: with the royal ballet at that time. I see. So so as a child she was dancing. Mm-hmm. Now later on when she was adult, mm-hmm. what was she doing for them back then? Do you remember? She, no,
2: she did not keep on dancing for the royal ballet. I see. Um, I think six or seven years later, she got an injury and wasn't able to dance as well as she oh. as she needed to. Uh, so she she went and danced with another company that uh, and traveled around Europe performing.
0: I see. And but she she went back eventually. the 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 the, uh, the that organization that the Valley organization in Copenhagen was she working for them later on and in uh, no she's um, no. She she
2: hasn't worked for the Royal Ballet ever since as oh, far I as I can remember, mm-hmm. but she's she's always kept a very uh, very good relationships with the people that she knew there and and, and taught ballet over here and has always been a a medi- mediator between uh, for example the Dutch ballet a specific school of ballet and and the specific school in in Sk- Copenhagen of ballet.
0: Also, oh, she's a in like exchange. A, a little bit, like yeah. she,
2: kept, she, she she made sure that people kept in touch and uh, and uh, could learn from each other. And uh, she still does that uh, nowadays. Not often, but she still does that. <laughs> did she,
0: did, do you have a couple of stories about her? Any any funny or interesting story that that, that did she tell you about her experience? With? Well, the,
2: the, the thing is, I've, I've I've gone to Denmark many times with my grandma, and we, we always drive with her car, and we used to do it driving one day and now we always take our time and spend, spend the night in Germany on, on the way just to take an easy drive and we, we, we split driving times and she's, she's full of stories I mean I, I, I just have to ask one question and out come the stories so she a she's, she's waterfall of stories and it, it, it's hard to memorize a particular one now yeah simply because there's so many of them and often I'll, I'll, she'll tell a story that I've heard already and that's fine because it's uh, always new details comes up that she suddenly remembers
0: did she tell any, like a famous person that she met through the valley, the
2: or? Um, no, not, no, not, not particularly. No, not, not any famous uh, people, but what she still has is or, or had because slowly people are dying around her from her old friends. I mean, she's eighty nine. So yeah. that, that, that that's what happens then. But she's uh, she always had many friends around the world and kept in touch with them very well. That has always uh, well surprised me. Like, I mean, so for somebody who's eighty nine and still knows how to use the internet and 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 bought a and, 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 and a tablet computer to sure. to work on just to keep so her she's mind mentally sharp like she she's to. very sharp yeah definitely
0: yeah and how long does it take you to drive i mean if you if you drove by yourself you could get there in one day from here to Denmark yeah, about eight or nine hours i see yeah
2: with a bit of luck on the autobahn in Germany without traffic congestion, you can do it in one day
0: wow. yeah definitely that oh, that's
2: really, really nice. So, when was the last time you went to Copenhagen with your grandmother? Um, I think it was two years ago. I see. Me and my me and my girlfriend went together with her, and because she has she has a little summer house in Copenhagen. Most of her family lives there, but she also bought a a little summer house, like like a lot of Danish people have mm-hmm. uh, a company garden. I think it's called what it's called. It's like a little wooden shed almost. Sometimes we're most often not, but it's really to escape the city. Uh her, her summer houses uh, has, has all the luxuries you need it, it's small but it's really well located
0: but so when she got hurt she didn't play for that uh, um, organization but she still could dance with other yeah. dancing I see
2: exactly what what I think she did with with that other dancing company was not so much dance and perform as as help out organize things and and, and make the food and do the dinner uh, I guess because she liked the, the culture much. She liked that culture, the the, the performing culture, even if she couldn't dance anymore because of an injury. At least I believe I think it was an injury. She was still part of that.
0: And is your grandfather still alive or? Uh, He
2: is, but unfortunately he's, 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 he's dementing very badly. Like he's, I mean, you can't talk to him anymore. So she,
0: so she hasn't been back in two years.
2: No, she goes back more often than I do. Like the last time I took a trip with her, that was two years ago, but she goes back at least every Christmas and most often during the summer as well. Ah, So she she,
0: goes and and basically spend time with the family and work at the dance. Ah. Um, Well, I'm really looking forward. I I hope the book will be translated into English. And uh, I'm really curious because I'm, I'm sure, like you were telling me, she must have a hell of a, a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was 15 or 16, 1939, which is beginning of World yep. War II. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess she didn't have any sort of problem with uh, Germany occupying Denmark.
2: Yeah, well, the the, the the Danish were neutral. So the, and I, I think technically they were occupied by Denmark. But because they had an agreement with the king of Denmark, they it didn't affect them as much as other countries did. I, see. I mean, they could basically go on with their lives and, in,
0: relatively. And... Um, did did she ever perform in the states or? Uh,
2: yeah, often actually. She she took me there a couple of times, and she had many friends in the states. So she 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 performed all over there.
0: So I guess going back, it, it really was your grandmother. Uh, I, I think you told me she. Your grandfather used to work for KOM, yep. which is a mm-hmm. nat, well major Dutch airlines mm-hmm. and a very nice one that is and uh, she was able to travel really cheap, so she just took you around all over the world.
2: Yeah, my parents, uh, I was raised on a farm, so my, my dad and my, my mom were never able to take me on long holidays. Uh, so my, my grandma always always did that for me. Ever since I was four, she, she, she took me, well, to Denmark often, obviously, but also to a lot of European cities and eventually to uh, to the US a couple of times. So like the older I got, the longer the journeys became.
0: Um, Well, I, I you know, Tony, I, I Really, appreciate you doing this, and I'm I'm planning to come back. It it will be terrific to see uh, if if it's possible to you know have a chance to talk to your grandmother. I'm and, pretty
2: uh, sure that if she's uh, if she's not in Denmark, if she will be over Christmas. Uh, if you're ever here in in Alkmaar and she's home, I'm pretty sure I can uh, I can uh, make an arrangement that you uh, can talk to her.
0: It will be like mid to late January next month, so shouldn't uh, be a problem. Okay, and um, uh, do me a favor, once again, her name? Uh, uh, Via. Via, oh, uh-huh. okay, I can remember that. Um, um, so, thanks for doing this episode, and uh, once again, if you're coming to Netherlands, please save a, a day or two to come to Alkmaar, especially in spring and summer. It's just so beautiful, um, the cheese and the cobblestone, and this, this narrow road, streets, you know, you have so many different shops and different kinds of food, and it's, it's really nice here. And the people are very, very nice. And um it's only forty minute train ride from uh yes, yeah, thirty five minutes from Amsterdam from, it's, it's uh, Amsterdam Station. Yeah, it's it's really nice up here. And this your thoughts is brand spanking new. So you'll you save money and uh it, it's it's a beautiful little town and the people are, people are very nice. And I think you you owe yourself to come to someplace different beside Amsterdam. So thanks for listening and uh one more time. Um it's uh uh, King's Inn. It's on. Uh, in English, it's called King King Street. It's, but b- d- it's basically
2: named after the street that we're on. We're on Koningstraat which means King's Street. Yeah. And in an inn is in a place where you can sleep. So that's why, why it's called King's Inn. And uh, what's the address? Is it
0: number? It's number six. Number six. Yep. Koningsstraat. That's it. And uh, King Street. So it's in Alecmar and uh, it's uh, King hyphen. So Kings-in. yeah. and dot com so kings hyphen all It's uh, right in
2: the middle of town, right around the main square of the town so everything is within literally one minute walking distance
0: and i just come over and uh stay here and say hi to tony he, he will take care of you guys and uh come check out the uh, northern holland and uh tony thanks for doing this and uh, I, I hope I get the chance to see, uh, meet up with you and your grandmother next week. Thank month. you
2: very much. We'll, I'll, do, I'll do my best.
0: And Tony, I hope you have a chance to travel again too. No, yeah, no, don't, I'm, don't, I'm
2: saving up already. Don't believe me. Don't,
0: don't, don't. Um, I'm not done yet. If you come to the West Coast, let me know, and I uh, will mm-hmm. show you around. So, anyway, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, please come and visit the Netherlands. It's wonderful here, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Folks, uh, I forgot to mention that today's guest, Tony Baker, or Ton Baker, is an accomplished photographer. So if you like what you heard while I was talking to Tony today, and if you have opportunity for Tony to work for you in another country, please check out Tony's website, www.twentywatt.nl. NL stands for Netherlands, it's 20watt.nl, www.20watt.nl. So please check out Tony Baker's work in his website. And if you have an opportunity for him, please contact Tony via his website. And uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you like Tony, and uh, talk to you guys soon.